0: Welcome to the Interplay Podcast. My name is Joe, and I will be your guide in understanding the different levels of mind, as well as how we could use them to our fullest potential. The goal here is not to fully comprehend and conceptualize these topics, for we are discussing something so vast and unlimited that there are no real words for it. Simply dots to connect in a unique and intricate web of complexities. So without further ado, let us dive right into the depths of this beautiful interplay of the conscious, subconscious, and unconscious facets of mind. The unconscious is infinite. Although this then leaves us with the question, when does the unconscious become conscious and even subconscious? Before we dive headfirst into this, I would like to give you the short answer, which is also the truth, and that is I do not know. And now that I've provided you the short answer and the truth, allow us to indulge in all of the playful possibilities and potentialities through an open-minded lens and a mind-stimulating process of deep hypothetical contemplation on this beautiful, immense, and profound topic. I begin this journey with a point of reference. Here is the first question to ponder. Do you know that feeling when we dream, and as we're waking up from the dream, it's almost this feeling of being both dreaming and awake, like we have the choice to continue dreaming or to wake up even though we're not fully dreaming and we're not fully awake. But we're somewhere, sometime, maybe even both dreaming and awake simultaneously. Although then there's a question that still remains. What is it that allows us to recognize the dream as the dream and the wakefulness as the wakefulness? giving us the ability to decide whether we want to move into one or the other. It's not our conscious mind, because our conscious mind is the wakefulness. It's not our unconscious mind, because our unconscious mind is the dream. So what is it then? What is it that treads this border, transitioning from one state to another, like magic? Being aware of both simultaneously, yet identifying with none? What is it that is aware of both our main point of focus and our peripheral vision? What is it that is not only aware of the daydream, but aware of the task at hand as well? The truth is that this boundary is present every moment of our lives, although then there is the question, is this even a boundary at all? What if the only thing that separates the conscious from the unconscious is the decider, the chooser, the observer, and in other words, the nameless? What if the unconscious and the conscious only exist because there is something to separate them, to call them one in the other, otherwise there would be nothing? It's almost like this entity is a guide, guiding us through different levels and states of consciousness like a fluid dancer of all pervasiveness and utter mystique. Although this then leads us to the question, is this entity guiding us? Is this even an entity? Or is this entity us? When we are waking up from the dream, is it not us who decides whether we continue dreaming or choose to wake up? This then means, aren't we so much more than that of which our conscious mind perceives? Now, as we move further into this topic, I'll refer to a piece of data that I mentioned in episode 1. Only 2-5% to five percent of all of our cognitive activity is conscious. This leaves 95-98% of all of our cognitive activity to be unconscious activity. This means that everything that we are conscious of is only a mere sliver of what we actually experience as well as who we actually are. I feel as though we as human beings struggle when we attempt to be fully aware of everything that we are unconscious of. And the truth is that that will never happen. When some people hear this fact, there may be fear that arises, fear of not having control of our cognitive activity Although the thing is, this fear only comes from the belief that we are only our conscious mind, only the things that we are aware of, but are we not that of which we dream of as well? We have been given the gift of this conscious mind to use as a tool, but this does not mean that we are our conscious mind, and that our unconscious is separate from who we are. There is a great power in embracing the fact that our unconscious is just as much a part of our mind as our conscious, and that a fear of the unconscious is only a fear of the unknown, and honestly a fear of ourselves, and that it is only the unknown when we approach it from a place of what is known, from a place of what we are aware of and where our focus lies, which is once again only a mere sliver of our whole entire experience here. now returning to the original question if there is unconscious cognitive activity and there is conscious cognitive activity then what is the divide between our conscious and our unconscious cognition and now once again to begin this answer i'll first give you the truth and that is i do not know and now that i've given you the truth allow us to play with this I'll start this answer by referencing Bruce Lee's commentaries on the Chinese martial arts, as he talks about Taoist philosophy being at the core of Kung Fu. Although this may seem completely unrelated to the topic at hand, it is in fact deeply interconnected. In Bruce Lee's book, The Tao of Kung Fu, there is a section on yin and yang where he talks about yin and yang being conceived of as essentially one. Whereas two coexistent poles of one indivisible whole. He mentions here that the common mistake of the Western world is to identify yin and yang as dualistic, as opposite, and as two separate entities, such as how it is viewed in European dualism and the dualistic philosophy. In reality, yin and yang are inseparable, and they are two poles of the same unit. For example, Westerners may think of the sun and the moon as yin and yang, and within context and how we choose to project meaning, the sun and the moon may both encompass different qualities of yin and yang, yes. Although in reality, both the sun and the moon both encompass yin and yang. An example that Bruce Lee provides is how we describe things as long and short, and as cold and hot. Even though we use long and short and cold and hot as descriptive words, they both exist within the same categories, length and temperature. Another example that he provides is when we say, the heat makes me sweat. The heat and the sweating are just one process of an indivisible whole, and one would not exist without the other. The final example that I'll reference from Bruce Lee is when he describes, quote, "...gentleness and firmness as one inseparable force of one unceasing interplay of movement." Unquote. Quote, if a person riding a bicycle wishes to go somewhere, for example, they can't pump on both of the pedals at the same time, or not pump on them at all. In order to move forward, they must pump on one pedal while simultaneously releasing the other. So the movement of going forward requires this oneness of pumping and releasing. Pumping, then, is the result of releasing and vice versa, each being the cause of the other, I think that this is a beautiful description of the constant interplay and harmony of yin and yang, and that one would not exist without the other, and therefore they are one and the same. The concept of yin and yang is present in our everyday lives, and now I bridge the gap between this concept and the original question. Are the unconscious and the conscious not two inseparable states that exist within the same unit? Therefore, I believe that there is no real divide, except for the ones that we create, and not that we create with our conscious minds. For as I stated before, and in my original example of treading the border between dreaming and wakefulness, we are so much more than that of which we perceive. Not to deny that of which we perceive and are conscious of, for that is still very important and relevant, although we still cannot deny nor ignore the fact that we are indeed so much more. And finally, to expand upon Bruce Lee's example of us riding the bike and not being able to move forward unless we fully embrace and accept the interplay of yin and yang, of the oneness, of both pumping and releasing simultaneously, is it not us who rides the bike? This then raises the question, as I will soon conclude with this, does this mean that we are separate from our own minds? Or are these different layers of consciousness and of mind simply different layers that encompass the totality of ourselves? Or maybe both? The last point that I reference here lies in the heart of meditation. In meditation, one of the main techniques that we practice is that of observing our own thoughts and mental activity without judgment, reaction, and attachment from a place of complete stillness, openness, and receptivity. The metaphor that I hear the most to describe this is if we were sitting on a curb watching cars go by with the cars being our thoughts and mental activity and us being the observer sitting on the curb. Some may believe that these thoughts that we watch go by are actually separate from who we are and i do believe that depending on the context and the lens that we perceive this through this belief may very well be true although i strive to push boundaries so lastly i question is the divide between us watching the cars go by and us being the observer not the simple act of observing duality i believe that we are one with our thoughts in the sense that our thoughts are a vehicle in which we have the potential to express ourselves through and is therefore another form of who we are, expressed differently. So to conclude, I'm going to express what I believe in the simplest of forms. Even though I truthfully do not know, I still believe that it is love and that we are the boundary. I believe that the answer is love I believe that it is only love, and I believe that we are love, as well as the boundary. And in regards to where the boundary lies, the truth is I don't know. Although I do believe that there is no real divide, except for the ones that we create to play, explore, evolve, indulge, and experience ourselves fully in an infinite, constant, unfathomable, and beautifully artistic way. That's it. In the next episode, I will be exploring how many layers of consciousness actually are there. Here, we scratch the surface of our physical reality being wakefulness and the mysterious reality of our dreams. But is there more? What if there was actually other planes of existence that we could explore within our minds besides our dreaming and waking states? Stay tuned for this playful journey and all of the creative explorations and hypotheses of the mind and consciousness to come. Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Interplay podcast. There's great power in not knowing, for to know would be to put that knowledge in a box. And if you would like to go support me on Patreon, you could go ahead and visit patreoncom joe. And you can also feel free to check out my blog on unitedbeing.com. That is u-n-i-t-e-d-b-e-i-n-g.com. Thank you, and I appreciate all of your support, genuinely, as always. Best wishes to you, beautiful minds, and peace out.